Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Welcome to The Living Room. I am your host today. This is Michelle, and I am joined by my co-host, Christy. Also with us are Kate, Jana, Jody. Oops, sorry, and Heather. I was thinking for Heather. We were going to try and surprise you, but now you know. (laughs) And today we are coming together for an important conversation With traditional marriage getting challenged at every turn and with more people choosing not to get married, we want to explore the question of marriage and what is an ideal marriage and how can you create your ideal marriage? There are so many conversations out there about what is ideal, what is traditional, what does it need to be? But what we want you to ask yourself is what is the right marriage for me? What's the right marriage for my spouse? What's the right marriage for us? What works for one couple will crash and burn with another. So being willing to find creative solutions and have win-win conversations with your spouse will really create help you create a powerful and lasting marriage. I am on marriage number two, and some people will call that a bad track record. I call it a really great learning ground because I love my second marriage and I appreciate it so much more because of what my first marriage was. And I acknowledge um, the things that my husband does that I probably would have taken for granted if I had just met him and married him first. And whether that's whether that's the way that it was supposed to be or not, one of the things that I have learned over the course of both of those marriages is that if you go into marriage thinking that marriage is one thing, you will find yourself to be horribly disappointed. <laughs> and, as, and the fact of that matter is, is that you have to go into it with an understanding that together you're going to come up with the right marriage for you. So we want to talk about the different things that we do, and hopefully you'll share with us some of the things that you do to make your marriage work. Um, I have a cousin who waited a really long time to get married. Um, he just got married last a uh, couple months ago. And um, he dated the same girl for 10 years, and they never were able to tie the knot because he Mm. was so worried about what that marriage would look like, what it was going to be. And, you know, he he wanted to make sure that he could have have, um, the life that he wanted and to put it together. And I remember he and I having a really important conversation once where I said, if you talk look about everything from money to finances to intimacy to everything else, if you go into it expecting something, but if you're not willing to, everyone will say marriage is either this or that, but you have to create the that for you. It's not A or it's not B. And so having that conversation is really important. So I want to toss this over to you. And I want to ask you first, ladies, do you feel like your marriage is different than you thought it would be from when you were a kid or from even when you first started out? And how is it different than what you thought it would be? My marriage is definitely different than I thought it would be. I didn't really have anything to look at. Uh, To me, marriage looked... um, chaotic and volatile and I I didn't have a really good steady example of what marriage was so I really didn't know what to think I had the ideal fairy tale what the storybooks and then I had what my reality was but I had to find that that marriage for us was somewhere in the middle of that toward the fairy tale but definitely different than I ever thought it would be 
Yeah, I think everyone would probably, I would guess, would oh, probably okay. say it's different than when, just because it's unpredictable. You don't know what, I think marriage, we think sometimes is just your relationship between the two of you, and it is, but it's also so many outside factors that, that contribute to that relationship. And if you bring kids into the relationship, and then if something traumatic happens, you know, in your life, which it probably will at some point when you're married, and how that changes you, and how you shift together. And so, definitely, I think it's it's been so different I would say the first 10 years really so different than I thought or maybe the first seven years were so different oh, than I thought the first nine months are so hard <laughs> yeah and see my first year I thought was fantastic everyone said that and for me I loved our first year it wasn't hard or bad at all but then the next oh seven years were kind of a rough patch for us and obviously it was good too but there was a lot of really hard stuff well now we're 11 years and I would say the last three years have been it's bliss like I think we're now in the stage and I'm sure it will rotate again but now I'm like I feel like I'm really living in the ideal marriage but but absolutely probably a lot of that came from the seven not ideal years <laughs> you know that so no it wasn't how I thought it would be but I also didn't realize those things you know would create the, the bliss I never had a clue that the hard mm -hmm. could create the good mm -hmm. and they do I don't think you know exactly, 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 exactly what what hard it is right. until you've actually been married long enough to say, oh, we just went through something hard. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we you're romantically attracted to each other when you fall in love. It's proven scientifically that your brain goes berserk. You know, physiologically, you're just like, okay, I really like this person. And the study that just came out, I don't, I think it's just a repeat of 2008, and I'll have that in my article that I write on our website. But it says that true that fiery love that passion love it lasts three months and then all of a sudden you know there you are so I have to say that is marriage what I expected it I got to see my parents go through the ups and downs yeah and I saw them endure and I didn't really think that that would be my same story in terms of you know because you don't know what it feels like to have that first fight or to be so mad you want to get in a car and drive away mm -hmm. and say I'll see you in three days Right. And then you come back and you're like, okay, I overreacted, you know, because I did that one day. My mother <laughs> or you actually, stay five days. My, or you stay five days. My mother actually called my husband and said, I think it would be good for you to go home because Jody is driving north and he's like yeah. oh okay thank you mother-in-law and we can <laughs> I love that oh, you just you captured know. the cluelessness yeah. of all the oh, oh wait did something happen <laughs> and of course he calls me and and he goes where where are you going and I said well we had a fight and I can't get it but the reality is is you don't know until you go through it so what did I expect I expected it would be something about close to my parents relationship but I really wouldn't know how to navigate it until I'm going through it and now and you expect easy. I've done it I think yeah think like I found him so that was easy no and yeah. it's a, it's work but it's it's joyful work it's happy work but it's hard work <laughs> I would say I had no idea that I was capable of hurting someone yeah. so yeah. much yeah. and I had no yeah, idea that I was thing. capable of being hurt by someone so much someone that I loved and someone you know and I love him and he loves me but we hurt each other yeah because when you do love someone so deeply you open yourself up to a lot of vulnerability you don't realize you can be worst. hurt that deeply because yeah. no one you love that much has ever hurt you and nobody yeah. I, I would say nobody's ever been that honest with you probably, probably and you've probably yeah. never been that honest mm -hmm. with somebody yeah. either or seeing all of your faults, yeah. all oh, of your flaws, yeah. like a big magnifying glass. And really, truly, probably knows you maybe better yeah. than you know yourself mm -hmm. after so many years. And then yeah. they I know, and I hope head. he's wrong. I know, that's <laughs> the problem. It's because 
they don't have that filter that we have or yeah. we're like that's not me that's not yeah. me and they see it and so then you're like that's Ugh. me I know <laughs> that I is know. so true that is so true I have totally learned Christian and I are total opposites to yeah. a point where people still still say I never pictured that knew both of us or whatever you know the two of you and I always took that I don't think I took it as negative I took it as like yeah you're right you know um, he's the motorcycle, you know, holy t-shirt kind of guy with scruff on his face. And here's, you know, the little proper back then, you know, oh, I just, I just love Janice, uh, Cat Perry's music. And I listened to Journey on the weekends. And, but I don't, I, I just was, I, I was not the girl that they envisioned, you know, going off with the sunset on the back of the motorcycle. <laughs> um, but the reality is, is that I, that's that's who he is, but it's also who he's not. And I love all the rough edges. And mm-hmm. um, and the reality is, is that I'm also not just that, you know, that girl that I wanted to do all that fun stuff th- with the outdoorsy thing. So, you know, in a way, yeah, he sees me, but he also sees who I could become, which I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know who that could be, you know. Um, I think it's interesting for me, one of the things that I learned the, sec- the second time around from the first time, and the first time um, my marriage ended in about 16 months, and I remember people saying to me, oh yeah, that first year can be really hard. And th- I remember that hurting me, and I remember it feeling like, um, feeling like, oh, well, I just wasn't strong enough to endure it, but they didn't know what I had gone Mm -hmm. through. So Mm -hmm. I also had to be strong enough with that. But that, that said, um, one of the, and we're going to transition now, because I'd love to hear what the best advice is that you would give or that someone gave you. And I remember being young and having someone say to me, um, you'll have good years and bad years. And I remember thinking years, years? you'll yes. have good years yes. and bad years. And, and my, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. my first marriage is an exception because we had an entirely set of issues, a separate set of issues that we won't really talk about here. But, um, I, I've seen that and it's not that we don't have a good marriage that lasts, but we have moments, we have years or seasons where things are strained and things mm-hmm. are hard. That doesn't mean that we give up. And that's not necessarily the advice that I would give, but that advice has saved me so many times from saying that that doesn't, everything doesn't have to be perfect all the time, that people, st- that, that sticking with it is part of it and seeing through some of those things. But I'd love to hear, what's some advice that you would give a new couple? So the best advice that was uh, given to us when we first got married was um, this, this man said to us, Doug, if you will make... Christie's happiness, health, joy, your first priority. And if she will make yours her first priority, then you're guaranteed always to be okay because you always have somebody looking out for your best interests. That's great. And so we've, we've tried to do that, you know. It's, you it's very yeah. ideal, yeah. and we, we've tried, but that, that has helped. Um, another piece of advice I would give is uh, to... I don't like the don't go to bed angry. I, I don't think it's realistic, but I, I like don't go to to bed not committed, committed to working things out and realizing that you, you've made a decision and not looking at love like a feeling or marriage like a feeling, like I feel out of love or I feel in love, but this is what I decided. Mm-hmm. Now, how am I going to make it work? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. I loved when, and I did not understand it, and I couldn't have until I got married, but my mom used to always tell me, if you can just find somebody that loves God more than he loves you, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I never got what she meant by that, because I was like, what do you mean? Like, how can you love God more than me? Like, let's be realistic. You're going to love your wife. You know, and that sounded, Mm -hmm. as a kid, I just was like, what do you mean? But I realized, as I found someone who does, what it meant is is a higher purpose. Now, if you don't believe in God, yeah. you don't mean believe in something else. It's something outside of yourself. It's something. So for him, it was God and it is God. And he, um, because of that, he's very obedient to so many things. My mm-hmm. husband does what's quote unquote, right. He's so much better than I am. He's just a good, he's never given me a reason not to trust him ever. That doesn't mean people don't make mistakes and he couldn't, but he's never done anything to give me a reason to not trust him. He's he, and so I'm so grateful that I found a man that puts God first, first and foremost. And then my second piece of advice is when I didn't know if my husband and I were supposed to get married. He didn't know if we were supposed to get married. We knew we loved each other. And I knew I always knew when it was wrong before and the time to break up. But this time it just, we just kept going and going. And I kept waiting for some magical feeling to come that he was the one. And it never did. And I just knew that I loved him. And I remember going and talking to an ecclesiastical leader at one point and, and me just being like, so... So we don't, we don't know, like, <laughs> this is right. And the guy just started laughing, and then I'll never forget, he got really emotional, and he said, I know both of you, and you both are such good people. You love God. You have priorities. You know who you are. And he said, this could be the mess, best marriage in the world. I love it. And he goes, oh, you right. get to choose. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I get to choose? Like, it was, and I knew you, you knew you. <laughs> but great. I love that he said the word, this could be be the best marriage world. I have hung on to that our entire 11 years because I thought, okay, this could be, and he's absolutely right. It could be. Just such a nice yeah, image. A nice image. And yeah. I'm like, nobody gets to take this marriage from us. Nobody yeah. gets, no circumstance, no person, nothing gets to choose if my marriage doesn't work or not. We could go to hell and back and we've been there times and we got to choose to come out. And there were times I thought, yeah, I'm done. I'm not choosing this and him too. But thankfully we did. Mm-hmm. And I love that the power's in my mine and his hands. But I do something. love that you're saying that you both had to choose. Yeah, we have because to. Because I'm mm-hmm. very sensitive to the fact that listening today will be women that Absolutely. say, I am choosing my heart out. Yeah. If he doesn't, what, what can you do? Or right. she doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and it does take two people making that choice. Yep, absolutely. But don't forget, sometimes it's one choosing that for a really long time, and then kind of the responsibility maybe shifts to another one yeah, really choosing right. that for a long, long time. You and sometimes, me, yeah, it's you, not always you, equal yeah, balance, yeah. but but if everybody's committed, it will eventually. Yeah, if you, and if you Hang keep on. God in the middle there, if you can, some kind of higher power. Honestly, that is amazing oh, because sometimes He carries the two so of you when you're much. both suffering, you're both struggling, you're both like, I don't have anything to give each other, and all of yeah. a sudden. Any kind of help. Yeah. yeah. So I anyway. like to think of the honest, real piece of two people coming together and trying to become one as impossibility. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. you're very different. Um, and con- resolving conflicts. That's impossible. the thing that I that I would like to tell my children particularly. Learn some resolving conflict skills. That's good. And mm-hmm. learn to do it before marriage. And yeah, um, mm-hmm. really good. Advice. I think I think that thankfully, Christian and I have truly together resolved that we would resolve conflict you know but we have chosen to do it but it's been a learning experience for us we could have done so much better resolving some conflicts had we had a little more 
knowledge on how to do it because I wanted to be emotional and just go, okay, fight or flight, you know, I gotta yes. run from this. Yes, and he's, he's saying, why can't we just uh, talk sit and talk it. about this? Yeah. And then he wants to just go to bed and, and, and oh, you know, yeah. say, hey, it's over. It was yesterday. And I'm like, yeah. do you realize? Yeah. So I yeah. have, I've learned yeah. my patterns. I, I think learning how to resolve conflict and doing it quickly early on in a marriage could save a marriage or at least help there be less. And I'd love to see that happen more often. And I have always believed that we require driver's education for a reason. Yes. I think we should require marriage education. Yes. Like oh, if you want to go, so here's a class, yes. conflict resolution, talk about some things oh, in advance, talk about something. finances. Well, because yes. think about the education they get is fairy tales and then the movies of all these oh, yes. chicks the like movies, and that's all you've got. Yeah, and so yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing something wrong. Yes. And you're like, no, no. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> this, cute, this cute girl just told this story, and um, she was saying how she'd watched The Notebook over and over and over, and then, you know, all of a sudden, this guy she's on a date with decides, hey, spontaneously, I'm just going to dance with you in the parking lot, and she expressed, she said, it was horrible. Yeah. I was so yeah. awkward. I didn't know where to look. It wasn't how I envisioned it, and right. I loved her for that, because yeah. it was mm-hmm. this simple, don't, you know, she was telling don't the young girls, replicate. don't yeah. look at the at yeah. the notebook and say, this is real yeah. marriage, yeah. Right. and uh, I, I watch Everybody Loves Raymond. That, to me, is real That's marriage, the real, and yes, it probably doesn't set it up as 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 yeah. what our potential yeah. is because really Heather can speak on this much more than I can as far as teaching women to have to have a proper marriage. But I do have to laugh at some of the things that happen on that yeah. show, what they deal with and how they deal with it because they probably exemplify at least some of the ways that I have done it and then go, oh, we shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. We well, shouldn't if do you that. Can relax, don't you think? Like yeah. instead of jumping from zero to yes. ten, oh. like get to two and yeah. take a minute. Mm-hmm. And even if you're like freaking out, like, okay, I, let me, I'll tell my husband sometimes because he'll hold me back. But I'm like, I've got to get out of the house. Do not, I'm like, I'm like a caged animal. Do not hold me back. And oh, I yeah, need to go yeah, out yeah. and run for a minute. Give me that half hour so that I can come to the conclusion that I'm psycho on my own. <laughs> that you're telling me. You know, which he doesn't, right. but he's like so trying to get me to stay. Like, we need to, we need to talk. And I'm like, stop. I do that. Let me go for a minute. I will be mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And then I can come back and go, okay. That was ridiculous. But I would say my advice would be relax, calm down. Yeah. You're okay. It's not at the end or it's either over or it's staying. Like, it's just a fight. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Deanna, what's your advice for a new couple? Oh, I'm going to say one just to embarrass you. Oh, no. <laughs> my favorite one which is it's okay to go to bed angry because everything looks yeah. better in the morning yeah. so my other one is don't use sex as a weapon don't oh, use it as no, a punishment don't withhold Absolutely. it think just yes. honor that as a gift that's been given to you for yeah. healing and bonding yeah that is good. That's not embarrassing. Yeah. She's still grinning. She's, no, she's still grinning. That. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you sound like you do. No, no, she is. Yeah. I think that's a good, I think that's Looking a good. at it from a healthy perspective, but also a love perspective, I like that you said healing. Yeah. Oh, you there's know? so much healing yeah. in that. There's, there's just, in that. oh yeah, just that, yes. that closeness. It's just so yeah. good for you. Yeah. Okay. And on that note, have you <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I have to say, along with what Christy said, when we got married, we too got very similar advice from an ecclesiastical leader. He actually gave us a magnet that is on our fridge, and it has moved. We've had what, like six or seven different fridges and apartments and things like that in our house now, and the magnet has gone to every single home. <clears throat> And it's a quote right along with what Christy said, and it's by Gordon B. Hinckley, and he says, 
If you will make your first concern the comfort, the well-being, and the happiness of your companion, sublimating any personal concern to that loftier goal, you will be happy and your marriage will go on through eternity. And I I know that to be true. So that said, I do want to add that as I work with couples a lot now, it's unbelievable how much judging is constantly going on. Mm. I think advice would be to just realize so many things don't matter that much. They're not worth our relationship. The socks on the floor are not worth our relationship. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is that it might be the socks that drive us nuts, but there's something that we do that drive them nuts that they're willing to overlook also. And Mm -hmm. hallelujah, because Mm -hmm. if my husband nitpicked everything I didn't step up to or do right or Every time I promised, you know, his underwear would be clean and they're not. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I tried so hard. I know. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I'd be in the doghouse 24 hours a day. But would. I think very quickly we, we judge and we judge on things that really have no lasting value. And yeah. you got to let, golly, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah. And I will say one thing to what Heather just said that I learned profoundly in a marriage that didn't work. I learned that I was nitpicking some things because I was out of control in so many areas mm-hmm. that I felt like I had to control I'm like yes. the dishes being done, yes. which did not matter. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like the biggest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. And it took me a little while to realize that the dishes do not matter, but that I was holding on to that as a principle because something else didn't work. And, you know, mm-hmm. now I'd like the house is a mess all the time now and my husband it's wished I was today. that same yeah, person. I was gonna say not really but, but. <laughs> um, but I think to that is is that sometimes we have to recognize that it's not the socks. Yeah. It's something else. Mm-hmm. And we pick and we pick on something and we're causing new fights. Um, when we realize we need, like, we don't feel like we can talk about the money. We don't feel like we can talk about the intimacy. We don't feel like we can talk about the stress of something else, but we can talk about the socks. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the socks. So right, that was right. something that I learned where I had to figure out that, that it wasn't about that and that I needed to step back and look at that. Um, any other, I think the transverse of that is true as well. Sometimes when we're being criticized, sometimes it's good to step back a little and see the bigger situation and say, Oh, maybe this isn't actually about the socks. Maybe yeah. this is about that other thing. That's yeah. going yes. wrong. Proposal, do it work. Yes. You're stressed. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and what's so powerful too is, is really all this plays to the fact that marriages have basic needs, mm-hmm. things like respect and validation and encouragement and trust, right? And dedication. And when those basic needs aren't met, they're manifest through all this smoke and this crap, which Mm -hmm. is the socks and the dishes and all those Mm -hmm. things. So it's like you're saying, Michelle, it's really needing to take a step back and saying, oh, wait a second. It isn't about the sex and the money. The fact of the matter is, this is about the fact that I don't feel safe when it comes to our finances Mm -hmm. because you spend everything we make and I don't feel safe there. And so as a result, right, it just becomes the smoke that clouds our, our ability to actually see what those basic needs are. So we've got to get back to those things and, and, and build off those basic needs so that they're being met so we can overlook this moment. Yes. And I think to that, I think that um, part of this is, you know, one of my biggest, my advice that I give whenever they ask for it is that your spouse doesn't have a crystal ball. And the worst thing you can do to your marriage is to have an expectation that he can't meet because you haven't expressed it. Mm-hmm. And that I don't think that it's the money. I don't think it's the intimacy. I don't think it's the you stay home late at night. It's the expectation of those things that aren't discussed. Right. And so I want to hear from you. I want you to share with the time that we have left. Um, what's something that you do that might seem a little bit different or some way that you discuss some of those problems, the advice that you can give 
to our listeners that might that might say, what do you do to make your marriage work despite all of those things that come in? Kate? Um, sorry, and I'm going to get, and I don't need to apologize for this, but it's a little spiritual again, but I think I believe that we're children of God. So I believe my husband obviously is God's child. So who knows him better than his heavenly father? And so a lot of times when I'm frustrated, frustrated, if I can bring myself to be humble, which I'm not always, and most of the time probably I'm not good at, I'll go and pray and say, heavenly father. And sometimes I tell him, sometimes I'm mad. And I'm like, look, he's your son. Fix him. I'm angry at him. What is it? You know, but, <laughs> but, but then I will have little thoughts that come to me that I believe are, are answers to my prayers. And, and sometimes, you know, something that I'll be so freaking out about, all of a sudden I'll have a thought that's clearly his perspective. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I think it's, it's a lot easier of a way and maybe a better way is to find out how you can understand that person better instead of how do I fix him? What do I do to change him? What do I, and so a lot of it is just going down and sometimes it's just saying the prayer in an act of being humble before I even get an answer to realize enough. Oh, Okay, and one of the things I, and sorry, I'm going to talk about intimacy, but on a higher level, Michelle, so don't worry. But um, but I just think about, I've noticed sometimes I feel bad, and I'm sure every woman, and I'm sorry, I, if you are not like this, I might not believe you. But at some point, you're like, oh, you know, like, I'm tired, or I've got the kids, or I've got, you know what I mean? And it, and it all hits us at different times, not because you don't love that, or not because you don't want to, but because you're exhausted, or there's something else, and you know it's important, and then you have the guilt, and so there's all those things, and I noticed that there was times that I was going, probably a lot of times, I was like, oh, you know, when he'd bring that up, and then I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop doing that, and finally it hit me one time when I was doing that, that's something he wants to do with you. He loves you. Yeah. What if he wasn't? What if he didn't? And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh. I And I went to him and I apologized and I said, I am so sorry that I do that to you. That is not fair because I know that you love me and that's what you're trying to do. And, and I said, I'm so sorry that I'm doing that. I said, that has no reflection on you, but I do need to be aware of how that's coming across. I'm so grateful that you want that with me. That is so, I love that after 11 years that you want that with me. Well, yeah. and we have such misunderstandings of how men and women work. Like, even on just this one topic, men connect through intimacy, right? right. right? They connect through activity. That's how they connect. Right. Whereas women, we connect through bonding, through communication. That's how it happens. So we want to talk more, and they want to and do it. like stuff him more, going, right? Ugh, every right. time I try to talk. Right. That's exactly what right. she does sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, so for actually our brains, that chemical process, right, that feeling of connection and bonding to happen that's they need more of that activity we need more of that communication we're different like that yeah. and so until we recognize oh we are different and embrace the differences all it does is make us fight against each other we just yeah. butt heads all the time and so sometimes it doesn't hurt to sacrifice both of us and it's not always going to be intimacy that draws you together in sure. our marriage we like to go do things together that sure. are recreational and so in that regard if i'm upset i know the worst thing to do is to say I'm not going for a wheeling or I'm not going to the lake or that's just a, no. that is a no brainer. Sure. Joe, I don't do that. I go anyways. And, and all of a sudden that we got in a little tiff going up to cut down our Christmas tree up a Paris Canyon and Christian was driving the diesel truck too fast. And I was kind of saying, Oh gosh, my kids are behind us on the four wheelers. Please slow down. And he got a little yeah. frustrated with me because my anxiety was coming out. Right. And so we got there to cut the Christmas tree down. Neither of us want to the door slams. I sit in the truck, arms folded and I go okay I'm gonna go cut the Christmas tree down and we're gonna love this tree but it became the forgiving tree <laughs> for the realization that we got out and we went sledding yeah. with our kids and in two seconds it's over and it's done with so go and do go and do it even if you don't feel like it because you'll feel in the you know moment I mean. by doing it 
I think also we need to give ourselves permission to let our marriages evolve and yeah. to realize that what my ideal marriage is and the roles uh, that Doug and I play are different than what sure. Jana's ideal marriage is and the roles that she and her husband play. And I think in our culture, we like to compare, you know, yes. their marriage to my marriage and how's my marriage compared to their marriage and the just realize, yeah, the grass is greener or my grass is greener, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. we need to realize that everybody has their ideal and marriage. it's okay and, yeah it would be mm-hmm. terrible well, and, all the same and mm-hmm. my ideal marriage today it looks different than it yes. did three years yes. ago and yes. six years ago yeah. so allow your marriage to evolve let it grow yeah i the love you mentor i just have to throw that in there it was fabulous i'm going to put that on the website also but the couple that i saw just said hey i want my marriage to be the thing that i'm most proud of and there's a quote yes. i'll share i love that we all want that we do Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I wish we had hours to have this conversation because I think there's so much more that we could share. Um, I love the the quote by Goethe. How do you say his name? G O E. Goethe. 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 Um, it says he says love is an ideal thing, marriage is a real thing. A confusion of the real with the ideal never goes unpunished. And mm-hmm. what yeah, I love about so that true. is that when I focus on the love. And when I focus on making my marriage real, I think that that's where the the real joy comes in and the why. Just like so many things that we've talked about, if we can focus on why we do something and why it's important and that it's worth doing, then I think that we can find the greatest answers there. And so thank you so much for joining us on The Living Room. As you think through your life, your marriage, your family, um, I hope that you'll find new ways to do things in your own way and that you'll find something together that will help make your marriage stronger and bigger. And until the next time we meet, Give yourself, your marriage, and your loved ones some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.